Oh my gosh, the world is becoming delusional. Hi everybody. <laughs> Brian Sussman here. Brian Sussman Show. This is our series Skyjacked. I'm so glad you're with me and this is the perfect story for Skyjacked. By the way, you can follow me at Brian Sussman Show on Instagram, Daily Doses of Inspiration. My Facebook page is Brian Sussman Show and my website, BrianSussman.com. I appreciate you so much for checking in and taking a listen. We're trying to equate baseball home runs with global warming. I am not kidding you. Now, I'm not trying to equate that. It's this latest study from Dartmouth University. It concludes, it concludes that climate change in the form of global warming is increasing the number of home runs in Major League Baseball. Gosh. In this study, they actually say, could baseball be on the cusp of a climate ball era where higher temperatures due to global warming increasingly determine the outcome of a game? A new Dartmouth study suggests it may be. Shame on Dartmouth. This is junk science. But we live in a world filled with junk science. And the climate agenda relies on that kind of science to put forward and, and carry through its theory that humans are artificially warming the atmosphere with the burning of fossil fuels. So I'm reading right from the study here. Global warming, home runs, and the future of America's pastime. By the way, this was published. This was published in the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society. Okay, I'm glad I'm no longer a member. I let my membership lapse years ago because I thought, well, I'm not going to be doing television weather anytime soon. No reason to keep it up. I was actually on a, this esteemed educational committee of the American Meteorological Society back in the day. This is ludicrous. It concludes that climate change has produced more than 500 extra home runs since 2010. <laughs> the study's researchers go on to predict that several hundred additional home runs will be hit per season due to climate change in the years to come. So they said, we used observations from 100,000 Major League Baseball games and 220,000 individual batted balls to show that the higher temperatures substantially increase home runs. We isolate human-caused global warming with climate models and find that over 500 home runs since 2010 are attributable to historical global warming. Several hundred additional home runs per season are projected due to future warming. If you want to, I'll talk about statistics in just a moment. And then what I'll do for you is I'm just going to zip through just bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. I will zip through some of the, some of the big, big time myths of global warming, you know, sinking islands, melting glaciers, all that. I'll, I'll get into all that for you as well, just very quickly. I've written about it extensively. Others have written about it extensively. We don't need to go into full detail, but just sort of the headlines on that to show you where this is coming from. And again, it just proves my point. Friends, this is like religion. People just, they just want to believe this stuff. You can prove anything with statistics if you're lazy. You really can. 
So I'm continuing here in the study from Dartmouth University. It blames improved, uh, improved. <laughs> this is great. It, 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 it blames improved air quality for causing global warming and the subsequent increase in home runs. Improved air quality now. So we've cleaned up the sky of pollution and they say, <laughs> and they say uh, prior to that, we had a high atmospheric loading of these anthropogenic aerosols. And once we cleaned all those up, the sky was cleaner. It's almost like they're saying the air was lighter and the balls travel farther. But at the same time, at the same time, this improved air quality caused global warming. Th this is a new twist for me. I haven't heard these particular gyrations before. My gosh. Okay, continuing, continuing. They say policy changes aiming to improve air quality succeeded. So greenhouse gas forcing has dominated recent climate changes, accelerating the home runs. Okay, this is new to me. I hadn't heard anyone say, yeah, we've cleaned up the skies. Well, I've said this. We've cleaned up the skies immensely. But now they're saying, well, we've cleaned up the skies. That's added to global warming. And now the global warming, uh, because of the clearer skies, is causing for more baseballs to be hit out of the park. <laughs> I'm sorry. If, if you want to tie anything into increased home runs, go to the steroid era of baseball. Late 80s into uh, the 2000s, the steroid era. They have all these baseball players who have come out saying, yeah, I was using enhanced, uh, performing enhancing drugs back then. I admit it. I admit it. All you have to do is just go uh, online and start looking at photographs of baseball's greatest players in the 90s in particular. And you'll see how massive these guys are. Absolutely huge. Everyone was doing it, pretty much. And <laughs> in fact, it got to the point where uh, s some pitchers admitted using amphetamines as their way to counter these, these muscular batters. It's like, man, I need more energy. I got to stay on top of my game. I got... It was crazy back then. <laughs> Just look at the photos. These guys are huge compared to the baseball players now. That was the steroid era. But let me talk to you about the statistic era because you can pretty much prove anything with statistics if you want to be sly, if you want to be lazy. And my contention is that there are a lot of global warming activists, a lot of scientists. And by the way, in the world of science, there is a slogan, publish or perish. If you want to see funding coming in, if you want to see that graduate scholarship maintained, if you want to see your professorship flourish, if you want to move up the food chain in terms of recognition, you've got to publish. So here they go with the global warming crowd publishing this garbage, which was actually produced in the American Meteorological Society's bulletin. Unbelievable. Okay, here we go even if it flies against your philosophies. So let's talk about this because it's super important. I am skeptical towards statistics. Who am I quoting? 
It's Franklin Delano Roosevelt, 32nd president of the United States. I am skeptical towards statistics, he said, because according to statistics, a millionaire and a poor lad each own half a million dollars. If a statistician adds the wealth of a millionaire to somebody who doesn't have any money and divides the sum by two, he will calculate that there are two half millionaires. Well, friends, this sounds exaggerated, but it does point to a very real problem in the world of statistics. Statistics means the arithmetic mean. So the statistician's got to do something much better to come up with um, to come up with a conclusion that is meaningful. This this baseball thing is just wrought with so many opportunities for. Um, exaggerating the statistical analysis to come up with the ridiculous conclusion that they were able to come up with. Let's talk about the climate as long as we're talking about global warming and baseball. People say the climate is changing. They say, just look at the sea level. Look at the sea level. Well, most people look at the sea level and they say, I don't notice anything different. In fact, there's this wonderful place uh, in the Golden Gate in San Francisco this the Golden Gate. Everybody knows of the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, that section of water between those two landmasses in San Francisco County and North and Marin County, that's the Golden Gate. Uh, there are tide markers on the rocks in the Golden Gate that have been there for, gosh, I mean, probably over 100 years. And it, it shows the, the high tides and the low tides. It's all marked out. Nothing's changed. Those markers do not need to be addressed and rechanged because, or changed, I should say, because they're completely accurate. Is sea level rising? Well, in certain parts of the world, it is rising. And I would say that overall, if you were to take your thumb and your forefinger, index finger, and just right now place them as close together as you can without touching, that's how much the sea level rises every year. Now, some would say, why is it rising? Well, it's been rising for at least the last 10,000 years, ever since the last ice age. Ever since the last ice age, we've been seeing sea level rising very, very slowly, but imperceptibly. Now, <laughs> I should also just mention, because I love talking about the ice age, we know it occurred. What was the climate like on planet Earth before the Ice Age? Well, there are certain glaciers you can go to around the world and you can see huge trees, cedar trees, being spit out from the ends of the glaciers. In other words, those glaciers have covered, covered dense forests. You can go up into the uh, Siberian Arctic, which uh, hasn't thawed out just yet. You can dig around, you'll find preserved preserved and mummified bodies of animals like lions and hyenas. What was the climate like way back when? So sea level rise, sea level rise. And meteorologists cannot foresee the exact effects of global warming or sea level rise, but they come up with all these conclusions, including Al Gore's, where he shows all the coastline around the United States that's going to be inundated, all the houses and buildings that are going to be flooding. 
flooded. And I think he even gives a time frame, like by 2050, this area is going to be flooded. What I just love about that is Al Gore has a beautiful condominium in San Francisco. It's on Third Street. It's it's a beautiful building. This condo, oh my gosh, it's worth, I, I don't know how many bedrooms his condo is, but anything in that area is, you know, a, a one bedroom is going to be close to a million dollars. Two bedroom, a couple million dollars. In that luxury building, I'm guessing whatever he has there is worth millions of dollars. He owns a condominium in San Francisco in the floodplain that he illustrates in all of his media presentations. You see how silly this is? Okay, let's, let's talk about nuclear energy. If you were asked the question, do you believe that there should be nuclear energy from nuclear power plants? If you ask 10 Greenpeace activists and 10 employees of the nuclear power plant, you'll end up with 10 yes and 10 no. Well, 50% believe. See, a convinced environmentalist could easily prove his, his hypothesis through these kind of statistics. In fact, he could, if he, if he swung a little bit more, he could uh, say the entire population disproves of nuclear energy by asking all environmentalists that very question. So you can see how easily the statistics can be manipulated, especially when you're dealing with someone who does not have a moral backbone, someone who does not believe in God and therefore doesn't care if they lie, cheat, or steal to make their point because the end justifies the means. You're getting a lot of that from the environmentalist world. Now, the same environmentalist might also ask this question. Are you in favor of the protection of the environment and against nuclear energy? Hmm. You see, insidious questions are great instruments for manipulation. And then there are graphical representations of statistics. I mean, these things can throw anybody. If you look at some of the temperature graphs that have been put out in recent years, uh, and again, I've written about this. Many people have written about this. Just look up... Um, CRU hockey stick. That's all you have to do. CRU hockey stick. But you'll look at uh, the temperature graph since industrialization and it's all pretty flat until basically like the last uh, 50 years and then it just goes straight up. And, and it looks alarming. But if you were to dial in on the scale, you would see, my gosh, you know, that that big gigantic raise in temperature for the towards the end. I mean, we must be boiling right now. Well, it's actually only about a degree, but they make it look like it's many, many, many degrees. And I think even that degree of warming in the last, well, since the Industrial Revolution could be suspect. Might not even have been that much. So you think about this, and they don't tell you this. Since the Industrial Revolution, population of the Earth has gone from about a billion to, what do we have now, eight billion? Since industrialization, there have been billions of cars and billions of trucks and billions of planes and, and billions of trains. I don't have the exact numbers, but you get the idea. All of that CO2 going into the atmosphere, all of those people heating their homes, all of those people using gas stoves, all of those people, all of those people, all of those people at only one degree warming in temperature. I mean, if you're saying there's anthropogenic global warming, all that progress, all that industry, all those people, and that's all you're getting is a degree? It's imperceptible. 
And it might not even be a degree. So as long as we're here, can I just take a moment? I just want to do the bada-bing, bada-bang, bada-boom and go through some of the uh, global warming myths with you really quick. Okay, I was just talking about sea level rise. So let me go to something here from, um, from the UN and their international panel on, panel on climate change. They're talking about the liquidation of Greenland because a lot of the environmentalist act, act, activists say Greenland is melting. It's going to be gone. Here's what the IPC says. The total melting of the Greenland ice sheet, which would raise global sea level by about seven meters, is a slow process that could take many hundreds of years to complete. No quantitative information is available from the current generation of ice sheet models as to the likelihood or timing of such an event. In other words, the melting of Greenland is a pipe dream. Okay, you've heard about the sinking islands. You've heard of uh, the sinking islands of Tuvalu. Most of you don't even know where Tuvalu is, but they're apparently sinking. And you've probably heard about the Maldives also sinking. Uh, here's the deal. The Maldives have fallen about a foot in the last 50 years. That's pretty significant. Um, why, has, why are the Maldives sinking? Because the Maldives have turned into an incredible tourist destination with large hotels, conference centers, resorts, etc. Big. The island is made of coral. It's not bedrock, it's coral. Things sink on a coral foundation. That's the problem in the Maldives. Okay, I can go to Tuvalu. It's T-U-V-A-L-U. Tuvalu. It's um, near Fiji, New Zealand. This place is a mess. It's not meant for large-scale human habitation. No one understands this. So they're saying, well, it's sinking. Well, one of the reasons why it's sinking is because it was never meant for modern, modern uh, habitation. Their vegetable crop, taro, has been gravely overfarmed. There is no fresh water available on the island, only what can be cached from rain. The population on the main island uses a lagoon for bathing and toilet facilities. The country ships its commercial waste to landfills in nearby Fiji and New Zealand. The people that are running that island use global warming as a shakedown operation to line their own pockets. Okay, then there's Arctic ice shrinkage. Al Gore talks about the Arctic being the canary in the coal mine. Can I tell you something? Al Gore, in one of his presentations, talks about going on a nuclear submarine under the Arctic ice cap. Uh, no one's been able to confirm that. But he says he did it. Um, sea ice, by the way, has only been monitored by satellites since 1979. So the, all the records we have on sea ice uh, that come from satellite measurements, etc. This is pretty new stuff. But let me just continue. I've got a photograph that I have in my book, Climate Gate. And I think I'll use this photograph in my next book as well. It's, it's from March 17th, 1959. It's the USS Skate submarine the united states ship skate submarine it's floating on the surface of some water there's no ice to be seen the water's at the north pole in other words in 1959 there was no ice on the north pole 
This happens every once in a while. It has nothing to do with global warming. It has nothing to do with global cooling. Let me give you another one that they love to play with, with the statistics. And that's polar bears. They keep telling us that the polar bears are dying. Um, I, I wrote extensively about this. There's one story, I think it's in Al Gore's film, where he's talking about finding polar bears that have drowned. In fact, here's the line from Al Gore's movie. Uh, one of his movies. A new study shows that for the first time they're finding polar bears that have actually drowned, swimming long distances of up to 60 miles to find Arctic ice. Uh, you know, it's really interesting because the, the polar bears that he's referring to were indeed found by the U.S. Minerals Management Service in Alaska, off the coast of Alaska. Polar bears are instinctively incredible swimmers they can easily do i believe a uh, hundred miles a day they're incredible swimmers they're very very strong hardy animals you know where they live they have no predators they're just incredible and by the way the population of polar bears is just off the charts these days there are m more than there should be but nonetheless regarding this particular event that al gore's talking about uh, this happened at a time when there was a huge storm. I personally suspected a fierce storm. I dug into the records of the National Weather Service, and sure enough, according to a September 2004 Weather Service summary, there was a potent three-day storm that whipped up some pretty wild waves, and that was the storm, I believe, from my research, that killed these polar bears that Al Gore speaks of in his movie. So you've got that. Then you've got Lake Chad in Africa. Uh, they keep talking about how Lake Chad is, is drying out. Can I tell you something? Lake Chad might be drying out, but it's completely dried out at least six times over the past 1,000 years, according to historical records. The lake that everyone's so concerned with in Africa, it's, it's only about 23 feet deep at its deepest location. It's a shallow lake. It dries up. It comes back. It's done that at least six times over the last 1,000 years. So these are the silly, stupid things that they try bring forward in the name of fact because they say that the climate is warming. They say the climate is changing. And now they're saying, well, proof positive, more home runs. Thanks for letting me pop off here, friends. My hope is that people will just see the truth and that they will have this delusion. I, I, I pray to God that God will lift this delusion from people's minds. It's just awful. It's delusion on so many levels these days regarding climate, regarding the atmosphere, regarding various social <clears throat> concerns that are flaring up all over the world right now. This is a global thing. This delusion is just absolutely astounding and disturbing. And at the end of the day, this is all being put forward by people who want to see us divided. They want to see us at one another's throats because they really and truly desire a great reset. Economical, cultural, social, governmental, something that only Karl Marx would have dreamed of. 
and that something I believe comes from the devil himself. So friends, with that in mind, we will continue tomorrow, and I appreciate you so much. My website is briansussman.com. On Facebook, I'm at Brian Sussman Show. On Instagram, Daily Doses of Inspiration, at Brian Sussman Show. If you like this podcast, please share it with somebody. Don't forget to follow. That's very important for publishers of books. They like to see those tribes. God bless you, my friends, and until next time.